Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, look, it's all, it's all kicked off, hasn't it? Hello. Well, happy Friday to you. Um, thank you so much. Uh, so many people have been in touch and it's really lovely. Uh, and we'll have a roundup uh, of your ideas for theme parks. Uh, this is based on Wednesday's episode, uh, learning that world of Jumanji, uh, probably the most successful and popular film franchise of all time is coming to Chessington. Uh, but we've got some really great stuff for you uh, coming up. Uh, we've got a game that I'm so excited about. I spent about six hours yesterday doing all of the uh, jingles and imaging and stuff for it um perhaps not not as much time really thrashing out the format um but but it works and we've got a a, a player joe uh, who's going to play celebrity soup of the day um in due course but um i'm going to jump straight in uh, because we've got the return of a uh, a much loved uh, member of the not today thank you family and uh well it's his favorite jingle and uh, well look this is pre recorded and we just we just sort of started um so here it is and i gotta warn you it's it's a little bit sweary so you you might want to skip on uh i don't know maybe uh 10 minutes or something every day the papers pop out and the streams of hate the fifth column's propaganda they will propagate but who can penetrate the ramparts of the father state mick wright aka broken bottle boy mick wright aka broken bottle boy i just realized i'm dressed as dapper dapper laughs apology <laughs> Yeah, that's the look. I think it's a brown jacket. Was it a brown jacket you need? Have you got a brown jacket? No, but he did have a he he wore a black polar neck for yeah, it, yeah, yeah. on the news on news night. That was the classic that's the classic dapper laughs wear. Um, I, I love that we've just jumped in. I haven't literally haven't spoken to you since the last time we did one of these uh recordings. And uh, we're straight yeah. in and with Dapper Laughs and I kinda wanna ask you, what did you make of that? Um it was <laughs> Yeah, let's talk real topical. Do you, no, but you know, there's, a, there, there's an issue. Well, I think it's 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 worth going back over. A man who was Zoo magazine <laughs> made flesh. Um, what do I think about that? It was very bad PR um, advising by people for him to even go on Newsnight, like to face the mateless. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Here's the it thing. disappoints me about humanity that so many people liked what he did. And he's still out there in the sewers of the internet, you know, producing whatever, what he, what seems to be comedy. But there you go. With the caveat that I haven't seen anything he's done at all uh, in the last however long since, since Mateless. 
Why are I we would talking say, about Dapper Love? Well, because, you, because you dressed like him. You're the one paying the homage. That's true. I sort of see you as a kind of Dapper Laughs yes. with A-levels. That's really you, isn't it? So... <laughs> What I was taken Honestly, by was that fuck clip. Off. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, good yeah. to see you again. Sorry, Listen. you haven't done your Davina thing with me. <laughs> no, this don't worry Davina. about it. Because it You're live on Big Brother, please do not swear. Previously, this was live. Now it's yeah. not. And now I see for good reason. <laughs> um, I was struck by the clip that everyone was so outraged by. And it was not good. Mm. Um, where he's he's playing a crowd. It's a very rowdy crowd, and someone shouts something about "Go, you raper" or something. And you see the split second on his face, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, right, yeah, I rape anyone, I rape, 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 right." Now I'm not saying that's okay. Do you remember the Bill Hicks routine where he talks about his mum and dad coming to see him, and they say? Why'd you have to use all the cuss words, son? You know, we didn't... Bob uh, Bob Hope, he don't use all the cuss words. And Bill Hicks yeah, says... Yeah, Bob Hope he doesn't wasn't play the playing... shit that I play. Exactly. And I feel like I haven't done much stand-up, but I've done enough to know that there are nights where you are faced with a crowd that is actually quite frightening... You know, you get the stag do's in. There's this mob mentality. Someone yeah, shouts something like that. What can he do? He can't stand there and say, guys, this is not cool. He's but, you got see this the, but you see, the issue, though, is it is it, not just that moment. It's it's the it's his material generally was like deeply, deeply misogynist. Right. Right. And and had been for a long time. Right. And so there's this undercurrent of like deeply unpleasant misogyny and the stuff he was producing. That's why you get that audience. Right. Right. That's why you get that audience. It, and it's a sort of a bit like I've been thinking about. He sort of laid the path for that. Yeah, to happen, I've been thinking what about saying. it this past week, the whole notion of like language, like language you shouldn't say. So like, you know, Suella Braverman, um, uses the word invasion, right, which is horrendous. Yeah. And then people get very focused on the fact she's used that horrendous language. But what is behind that horrendous language is uh, is horrendous mentality and horrendous action, right? Yeah. And in that, I, I, like, you know, Dapper Laughs wasn't Suella Braverman, but like... Which was worse. <laughs> which, which is worse. Um, a new game. Fight, fight, fight. There yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. Um, uh, put them in a cage, let them go at it with lump hammers. Um, this is the kind of TV format I would. And then be... we become the worst, Mick. We become. I already the worst. am the worst, and I'm f I'm sort of ha fine with that. Um, I see. That's another thing I was thinking this week is my greatest superpower is that everything that anyone ever says about me, I've thought about myself, but like a hundred times worse. So it's sure. almost. So, like, you know, people criticise you and think, oh, yeah, no, I am actually that, but I'm much worse than that. I'm much worse sure. than they think I am. Is there a sort of tip of the iceberg effect in terms of what you actually display publicly? Possibly, yeah. I'm one of history's I mean, greatest monsters. That's, that's definitely the case for me. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, that every, I, th I think there's a lot of people, you know, that's, I mean, horrific. I'm, come on, I'm saying this. Am I saying this? I'm saying this. I'm not saying, oh, God, no, I can't. I can't. What, I like what I'm saying is I think there's a lot of people... You're wearing a big thing, which a big pink thing with unicorns on it. Yeah. And I'm just just wearing all black, 
projecting, yeah. you know, my essential hatred of everything. I'm saying so, I think there's a lot of us who feel that should our WhatsApp chats get published publicly, maybe we'd all be going down in flames. Uh, I can honestly say yeah. that my WhatsApp chat, well, this is partly because I have no friends, <laughs> um, but uh, 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 that my WhatsApp chats could be published in full in a national newspaper and there is z there is nothing in them. Mine too, same, same, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I'm 100%. not friends with John Holmes, though, am I? So <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Well, I'm Twitter friends with John Holmes, and I, I have to say, um, uh, the 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 latest episode of um, what's it the called? Skewer? The Skewer is uh, the BBC Hundred Years BBC edition is amazing, beyond amazing. It's so good. Anyway, okay, that's, that's good. just being nice about something, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I, I, I don't see him as a sort of failed uh, rock star who ended up being a DJ because he couldn't be a rock star and then when that didn't really work out and decided to just hack about bits of news actuality to Pink Floyd tunes. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. He's cool. He's great. Um, and I'm happy to let him have that and I'm glad he's won tons of awards for other people's work. So... <laughs> So yeah, what's Bradman. really good about this podcast so far is that we, we're, we're it's, it's it's hugely topical and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just axe grinding for you and with a warmth a, a humanity I, I think that you know yeah. you know it's great to finally refreshingly enjoy um so suella braverman and 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 all of that uh and anything that. else anything else been uh feeding drip feeding your bile duct this week <laughs> God, this I don't understand how this is going to be vague, even vaguely listenable. So if you are listening to this, well done, congratulations. It's a, it's well, a sort of endurance thing. It's yeah. how far can you go? Yeah, yeah. two 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 men uh, mm. burbling at each other in yeah. a kind of just send us the time code of when you when you opted out. Yeah, when did you leave? Yeah. Um, other things that have been bothering. Well, I was very het up and bothered about a particular um, a column in the Times written by. A guy who's only just turned 30, um, which was about the noughties. Um, and oh, wow. it's, we've now reached that point where, you know, national newspapers can incorrectly talk about periods of history that, you know, we, we very much were alive during. Um, and now, obviously, I guess that's that's happened a lot for people who, you know, were in the, alive in the 70s. But, uh, yeah, no, if that's, I, I guess, a rite of passage. Um, yeah, he, he, he described it as a period of bland affluence where... Um, where, you know, where politicians were uncontroversial and um, <laughs> and managerial. It's really interesting to me that that decade, which, you know, began uh, with 9-11 and was <laughs> a decade of paranoia, fear, uh, both real and created by political uh, power in order to... Uh, achieve what it wanted to achieve really great i i remember i remember the noise mm. uh, fondly as a really relaxed time it was so bland i loved the blandness of it yeah we had a great time yeah it was so, I, I remember being very bland when i was on um yeah. when i was in london during the the, the second set of those uh, uh those bombings uh, the the, yeah. the, the, the uh, unsuccessful sequel to the seven seven bombings yeah um, i mean you could level a lot of things um but not i mean i'm thinking about I mean, you could call steps a lot of things, but never bland. Well, <laughs> well it was always—it it was always also interesting. Uh, 
like from a cultural perspective, like in this column, um, there's a James Marriott column in the Times. He he talks about um, the Office and Peep Show are two of the are, are two of the um, TV programs he talks about specifically. And the thing I think is kind of interesting is the Office to me is is a nineties. Uh, is a is a vision of the 90s that sort of happens in 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 the 2000s because when you look yeah. at what's you, you look at that and the slough of the office is essentially like it's barely reached the 90s right let alone you, you know like they say the 60s sort of was unevenly distributed it didn't reach certain parts of the country when it reached others you watch that and it, it's like it, it went out in the very start of the noise and the notion that it represents anything about that decade is really interesting to me. And in the same yeah. way, Peep Show wasn't suc- wasn't successful for its first few series. It wasn't like a cultural zeitgeist. It was this kind of weird little show on Channel 4 that eventually gets successful. So yeah. it's these kind of, even that stuff is frustrating to me because it's re- this weird retrospective thinking that doesn't actually work, you know. Yeah, I think that so often when you watch a, a period drama and maybe it's like, or it's set like, as you say, in the 80s, and you know you see homes that have been set dressed uh, with eighty style duvet covers and curtains and all the rest of it, and you think, no, that's not what houses looked like in the eighties. They looked like houses from the seventies because people don't immediately go, oh, nineteen eighty, time to redecorate the house. People don't do it. You know, it takes yeah. at least a decade for that to happen. So you always get that kind of. Uh, layover. You're talking about Naughty's TV. I should point people to. Um, there's an article on Vice um, about it's a it's a. I think it's an oral history of Nuts TV, um, which you which, were involved in. Yeah, I was. Um, some it, some involvement in that. Yeah, present yeah. but not involved. I was. I honestly, I I was just obeying orders, and um, you know. It's not extracts TV from my a warning from history. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I, but it's the other thing I want to talk about about that that naughty's TV thing is also um, this. The, he mentions Big Brother as well, and I think Big Brother's interesting because it's like this. It's this format created in the nineties, in late nineties in Holland, and then it, it starts again. It goes back to what you just said about people not being in the naughties immediately. You know, the first series of big brother runs um you know in um in july 2000 right like and i think about big brother as like this pre 9-11 artifact almost like it it runs afterwards and yeah. but that first edition of big brother is like is very different to the ones that come later and again i know this guy's only writing a 900 word column but i almost think the problem with that is the hubris of thinking you can write about a whole decade that you were only seven, you know, yeah. at, at the start of. The reason this guy thinks it is a period of not that much happened, it was quite, it was a lot more relaxed and whatever, is because they were, that was his CBeebies era. Yes. So of course it is to him, you know? Yeah. And also I think uh, it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting language to describe it as a sort of a bland era and stuff. Um, to, to me that that's that screams of quite a male perspective um because yeah, i think and a very white perspective as well yeah and a, and a, and a sort of very middle class perspective because he also yeah. says stuff about you know the cultural war was at a kind of low flame during that period well it certainly wasn't if you were um working class muslim yeah. uh, young even like teenagers yeah. were com- caught the, 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 there was a sort of war <laughs> on young people by then by the blair government yeah. um 
it's just it's really fun but i guess it's a sort of curse that will come to you whatever your age eventually you're going to see the era when you were young written about in a way it's like um what's his face dominic uh, Any uh i mean name a name a good dominic <laughs> uh oh i hate when i can't remember names um little wood rob i mean come on there's no he's the uh he's a historian (laughs) dominic 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 sambrook right so dominic sambrook writes all these books about the 60s and 70s that people who were arrive in the 60s and 70s go well this is complete horseshit you know and again it comes back to what you say about the notion of what people are consuming or thinking or doing like that, that idea that the 60s is just like the Beatles happen, boom, everything's changed. It's now that's it. Like, yeah, like, I, like every Friday afternoon, I go and see my gran and granddad and, and my gran is is 90. My gran is 91. And I talked to I've talked to her about the 60s and she was living in London in the 60s. But she was a housewife with a child. And right. so like the, the, her 60s were basically the 50s. Yeah. Like functionally, it didn't really change that much apart from like the access to certain consumer goods and the food changed a bit yes. but that's it and so the notion of like you know pop yeah. she doesn't re-engage with pop music till abba who yeah. she quite likes but the pop music of the 60s is like whatever like didn't even make meant nothing to her and there are millions yeah. of people like that absolutely i mean i think you know people talk about the 70s and talk about glam rock and stuff and from what i remember of the 70s is basically the smell of dog bleach cigarette ash bo and chip fat what's your favorite step song <laughs> uh well let's see uh their their version of tragedy yeah. decent quite yeah, fun yeah. to do the dance to yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, can you do dance? S- tragedy. I, I, yeah, I can but i refuse tragedy yeah i used to work in youth clubs i could i could do that dance i'm not going to um why don't you work in youth clubs anymore mate because i'm the 38 year old man Okay. And there are no youth clubs anymore. Oh yeah, they all shut. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's it. So it's just me thinking of that. Welcome to Mick thinks of things nice. and then just says them. Um, I'm not <laughs> going to do a new jingle for that. I was listening to Times Radio this morning, which is something I do to sort of punish myself. <laughs> wow. And um, and a a, a a presenter just went, "Oh yeah, remember youth clubs? Whatever happened to them?" Just a sort of wow. like, and, and I was like. I, I didn't tweet about it because I just, I wanted to, but I was like, don't what happened to them? Is 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 relentless they government cuts? Yeah. They were shut down. She's like, oh well, you know the problem is there aren't youth clubs anymore. And you go, oh. that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a little. It was side Cameron, things. wasn't it? I remember it was Cameron yeah. did that. It was his whole big society idea, wasn't it? He's yeah, just stopped brutally, all funding. Brutally, brutally, like just slash those in yeah. the same way that they're slashing libraries. Going well, nobody needs libraries. Nobody wants libraries anymore. It's yeah, mm. it's because you progressively make the libraries shitter until mm. people don't go to them, and then you go, yeah. oh well, nobody wanted these anyway. Yeah. And it's the same thing that they're going to do to the health service. Hey, lovely fun yeah. jokes. You yes. love getting me on here, don't you, for all yeah, the yeah. jokes. It's just feel-good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I always maintain it. You know, without the libraries, where do all the weird people go, you know? Um, yeah, I just stay at home now. Be weird <laughs> at home. Well, you know, it's been wonderful to look in uh, to your world, Mick. Um <laughs> <You're such> <laughs> trick. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed you too. Um, should we, maybe next week, are you around? Yes. Well, let's yes. do that then. I mean, this counts as socialising to me. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, big time. Well, I, I get a government grant to talk to you, so um, <laughs> yeah, it's an outreach. Yeah. Outreach to the <laughs> yeah, yeah. enfeebled. Disenfranchised, uh, yeah. So um, it's uh, brokenbottleboy.substack.com. Is that right? It is. It is. And, so and, and the most recent newsletter is um, breaking down a two columns about um, immigration from the sun. So that'll be uh, enjoyable for you. But it is a good way of looking at uh, how lies are constructed and how demonization happens and stuff like that. Basically, if you have um, a deranged member of a family or someone that you, a vestigial friend who believes things they read in the in the sun uh, or any tabloid, uh, share that with them because it might, uh, you know, make them see. Probably not, though. It might. No, probably not. Uh, It's free if you want, and then you can pay if you want afterwards. I do. And I've only occasionally regretted it. (laughs) Where have you regretted it? (laughs) How can it end on that? Only only when I'm, like, you know, literally overdrawn and I've got no money, like Mm. now. Mm. Well, it's it's cheap, you know. Yeah. You know, like, like the landlords say, stop, stop drinking coffee or having uh-huh. fun or interacting with other humans stop metabolizing food so much come yeah. on guys okay let's move on it's time for us to play a new game i'm so excited about this game it's called Let's meet today's contestants. Uh, it's Joe. Hello, Joe. Hi, Jake. Now, How are you? I'm okay. You've got COVID. Yeah, I have got COVID, and I'm very, very bored. Okay. Well, you sound like you're you're on the sort of the outer the outer arm of of the COVIDness. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm still testing positive. I still got a cough, but otherwise, I'm absolutely fine now. Thank okay. you. Is it just <laughs> fluey? Because every time I say to someone, "What's it like?" because I haven't had it, they go, "Oh, it's not very nice." I'm like, okay, that, um, that's not helpful. I don't, you know, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is um, fluy. It's kind of like um, I had sweats and shakes and everything and everything, every little bit, even my eyelids really, really ached. Oh, um, okay. And yeah, it's, it's fine, but I've been testing positive for 10 days now and I'm, I'm kind of, I want to get back to work. I'm bored. Oh my God, I'm so bored. It is boring, I've isn't it? I've so much candy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you do for work? What's your job? So, um, huh. I'm a researcher. Was that your eyelids organi- aching? What was that? Huh. Um, no, well, I work for an organisation that everybody hates, so I kind of okay. like don't really want to say. Sure. But, um, oh, is it the, um, the orphan murdering association? <laughs> no. It's terrible. No, that. not that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, another one. Is it I'm st- a researcher, so... Oh, you're a researcher? Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I get it. I get it. Listen, someone has to skin those beagles. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're not (laughs) going to skin themselves. I know. I enjoy it. I need to get back to it quick. Yeah, I can understand. (laughs) Once you were really into that, you'd really, you know, you'd miss it when you weren't doing it. I know. I know. I really do. It's surprising. I thought I'd hate it, but no, it's it's amazing what fun you can find if you look. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Listen. You know, the point is, that's just sort of a launch pad, really. You'll move on to pensioners any day now. <laughs> so, look, we're going <laughs> well, to play, <laughs> play this game. It's a it's a new game. It's called Celebrity Soup of the Day, and I don't know if it's going to work. Um, you are, ironic, really, you're our guinea pig. 
um, okay. <laughs> how the tables have turned. So, um, what we need to find out is so the, the way the game works is we're going to. Um, uh, in a virtual way go to a venue somewhere in the UK um, and you have to try and guess what the soup of the day is uh, and then we'll come on to what the stakes are in, in due course but I don't mean the stakes I mean S-T-A-K-E uh, <laughs> so, yeah no steak here <laughs> yeah well I, I do love a Labrador steak anyway so sorry oh, no, that's right it sounded like you had one so let's find out where we're going today okay excited and it's the Rose and Crown in Rittle, Chelmsford, in Essex. Oh, uh, it's a nice looking sort of, is it Tudor? Is it faux Tudor? I don't know. Um, it's an independently run family pub. And uh, it's been serving Rittle for the last 15 years. I don't know, maybe it's a new build. Uh, it's very authentic. Um, they've got uh, a nice looking menu, very traditional fish and chips. I see, I see uh, some sliced up. Uh, it could be Labrador, hard to tell, <laughs> over some roast potatoes. <laughs> um, but the question really is, uh, w- what is the s- soup of the day? So um, let's have your guess. Uh. <laughs> um, is this a soup soup? Yeah, just a soup. What's their okay, soup of the day? I, I literally, I called them. I called them this morning. I asked them what their soup of the day is. Okay, okay. So it's going to be um, leek and potato. Leek and potato. Okay. Mm. Now, now here's the thing. Your guess is leek okay. and potato, but now you need to think about how confident you feel about that, and you need to decide on what celebrity you'd be prepared to gamble uh, based on your guess. So, say you were really confident. You know, you might gamble. Uh, Beyonce or George Clooney, something like that. Um, if you if you perhaps weren't so confident, um, and you know it, you wanted it to be a celebrity loss that you could handle, you okay. might go for. I don't want to be cruel, but I'd say someone like Martin Roberts uh, of Homes Under the Hammer. You know, someone that you could afford to lose. You know, okay. that you would you wouldn't mind losing quite so much. So, how confident are you about your leek and potato? Um, I'm Noel Edmonds. Noel Edmonds, that's what you're going to... Okay. <laughs> that's good. Well, look, he's a great extoller of uh, the powers of positive thinking. And, and the question is really, what would you do, Joe, if, if you won? If you won Noel Edmonds, what would you do with him? Oh, my God. Should I, at this point, should I admit that I once had a crush on him? I don't really you know why. I think I was a bit poorly at the time, but... <laughs> Covid does weird things to people. No, when did you have a when did you have a crush on Noel Edmonds? Um, um, when he was with Mr. Blobby, whenever that was, several years ago. Okay, was that just because Mr. Blobby, kind of as a wingman, made <laughs> Noel Edmonds look quite good? I think so. Yeah, it made him look really cute. Oh, I like this man. <laughs> I mean, those beautiful feathered highlights. I mean, what was not to love? And those, exactly. those glittering he came, he came eyes. Into our, he came into our um, um, department at work one day. What does he do to beagles? <laughs> what a scoop. He was at the front and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I thought I could go and see him. And, um, but my manager wouldn't let me out. I'm sorry. Well, look, this could so, be the anyway, moment. Anyway, we're going off topic here. <laughs> this could be the moment when you, uh, you get to... Um, 
you, you know, you, you actually win him. Secure. You can have Noel Edmonds in the comfort of your own home. Okay. It's now time for us to find out what is the soup of the day at the Rose and Crown in Riddle. Okay, what is it? It's broccoli and Stilton. Ah, oh, oh, that is a shame. That is a shame. Um, I'm sorry. I've lost Noel. Yet again, Noel Edmonds evades your clutches. I'm so sorry. Um, God, but can I cry now? Yeah, no, no, no. I think you should do that privately on the toilet afterwards. Um, I was, I was like to cry alone. Uh, you know, like drinking. So. Um, <laughs> Joe, I'm sorry you didn't win, but uh, I, I do wish you uh, a speedy recovery. Ten days, is, it feels like a long time. Oh, my God, it is. Thank Did you, you very much. And I hope you feel better soon, too. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm fine. Um, did you hear someone's been testing positive for 410 days or something? No. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, Yeah, it was in the news today. So, yeah. I'm just oh, saying no. you've got quite a long way to go. Oh, God, this is the worst phone call ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Noel Edmonds, the power of positive thinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Even though I lost him. Joe, oh, no. thank you for playing, oh, and no, I wish you, I wish you a speedy recovery, and and that you get back to skinning beagles or, or whatever it is you do <laughs> as soon as possible. Thank you very much. Thank you. You take care. <laughs> Gutting. Uh, thanks, Joe, for playing. Uh, we'll have another round of that, I don't know, at some point next week, shall we? Uh, Neil uh, has been in touch on the emails. Uh, not that Neil, the other Neil. Uh, I know, everyone's back. Uh, it's nice to have you here. Ahoy, Jake. Great to hear the return of NTTY. Nutty? Is that what we call it today? I hope all is well with you. Uh, coincidentally, I'd recently been re-listening to some of the earlier Not Todays from before the event. Doesn't time fly when you're existentially terrified, eh? Yeah, it just flies by. Um, he says, a while back, you kindly plugged my films of Walking in the Lake District, which I've been able to continue over the intervening years. Oh my God, years. Um, yeah, you can go and check them out. It's youtube.com slash at Lake District Films, or maybe it's just Lake District, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, Lake District Films, uh, and the invitation to come along sometime, maybe next year now, it still stands. Let me know. I want to do that. I'd be all over that. Uh, all the best, as ever, to you and the Yaplistas. That's his word, not mine. Um, we've had uh, some other things. Pablo says, uh, how do to uh, you, Jake, and all of the Yaptastics. Glad to have the podcast back. Um, please, uh, please carry on. In fact, he's he's got he's got remarks he's made about theme parks that uh, um, came in on the WhatsApp. Um, I will dig that out. Don't forget, you can WhatsApp Jake yeah, on oh seven eight six two oh three two six five four. And here's Pablo's voice message about theme parks. I, I can't hook up my phone. I'll figure it out. Still bedding in. How do Jake and the Apostles? Not your word. I know Pablo here. Uh, just in regards to a theme park in the UK based on an existing TV or movie franchise. I was trying to think of something funny, but in reality, it's staring us in the face. Uh, Beano Town. Doesn't have to be in Dundee. Could be anywhere in the UK. Uh, but you could pop in for a cow pie at Aunt Aggie's, go to school at Bash Street, um, or, I don't know, beat up some softies with Dennis. E either way, not only is it promoting great British values, but I'm sure the Tories would love it. Anywho, 
Toodaloo. Toodaloo, Pablo. Thank you very much for that. Sorry for bonking the microphone there. Um, I feel like that exists, doesn't it? Isn't that at, is it at Alton Towers or something? That, that That's a thing. Um, I always found the Beano a bit problematic. I kind of identified with Walter, if I'm honest. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nixing that one. Uh, but you're right. Great British values and all that. Uh, Neil. Yes, that Neil says, um, hi, Jake. It's Neil. No blue tick. Oh, yes. M- Melon Musk. Uh, there's a new thing. Oh, yeah. The email's coming out today, isn't it? All workers. You either get an email to your work account if you work at Twitter saying, yes, you still have a job. Or you get an email to your personal account saying, no, you don't have a job. If only there was some, I don't know, very, very concise platform on which you could uh, just leave a little message saying, at you, you're fired. Anyway, Neil says, uh, with regards to suggestions for theme parks, I think the cheapest options would be for celebrities and not franchises. Yes. World of Jumanji. Who wouldn't want to visit the Hugh Bonneville model village in Catford? I can't imagine Hugh Bonneville lasting more than, I don't know, 17 seconds in Catford. Uh, see the spinning jenny at the Bert Kwok Museum of the Industrial Revolution in Widness. Uh, or stare longingly into Joanna Lumley's Gorge. All right. Uh, or maybe buy some fudge from the village of village people, solely populated by policemen, cowboys and Native American chiefs. By the way, I've had two and a half thousand Idi Amin cat scratch trees to shift, uh, if you can help. Yes, this is the news story about the guy who got dog toys made of Liz Truss. And then she resigned. Um, yes, I, yeah, any dictatorial uh, fun pet novelties? Any suggestions for that? Sounds good to me. Neil says mine uh, is the perfect home for your feline pals to romp around and relax with its plush covered surfaces and artistic depictions of the military, dictator and brutal despot. Nearly said desktop. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Uh, random email from James. Hi, James. Uh, I hope you are keeping well under all the circumstances. I got a cold. Fine. Uh, great to hear you back on the pod. I've also been meaning to email cousin Davy, but my goodness, life is just one hundred and ten percent full at the moment. Um, and thanks for the heads up that you've been doing the comedy club. Yes, I think tonight's my last night. That's stupid, isn't it? I should have mentioned that before. Um, he used to work there and uh, play stuff out in forty F. Um, that's that's an industry term. Jonathan says, uh, great to hear the show again. Um, I miss Amal Rajan. Uh, all the best, John Cohen. Yes, maybe we'll have some more Amal Rajan. I got, ah, oh, there's this thing I want to tell you about. I can't tell you about it yet, but I'm going to tell you about it. And I, I, I think I might actually get to work with Amal Rajan. Actually, I'm honest. Can you, can you imagine that? Um, we've had some more people up for playing the game, which is great. Uh, Rick, maybe we'll get to you uh, next time. Uh, David Alt. Yes, the mathsy one. Uh, he says, uh, lovely to have you back in the pod feeds. Uh, now, I know Halloween's over, uh, but what about a trip to the new theme park from a very successful franchise, One Foot in the Graveland? You simply won't believe it. Very good. Anyway, he says, you mentioned Hull in the last podcast. Yeah, they got their own fax telecom service. Believe it or not, the reason why it has its own service was thanks to a very forward-thinking corporation in 1902 who got a license to run a telephone service, like many other cities, but remained fiercely independent in 1914 and refused to be absorbed into the proto-BT. Very forward-thinking again in 1989, it became fully digital. Digital. Is there any other way of saying that word? Digital. Welcome to the digital era. Uh, It was the first in the UK, and since October 2019, it's brought full fibre broadband to every resident in the area. 
This does, however, mean that for a long time, BT has not provided any services to the city. And in the world of choice of ISPs, many don't even bother to offer new services there, as there are few residents to make it worthwhile switching, and very few would anyway. So Kingston Communications, or the snappier KCOM, has a monopoly on services there, and I know at least one person who's a bit cheesed off with that situation, but there's very little they can do about it. Now I should get going to my local Keeping Up Appearances Park, or Waitrose, as it's more commonly known. Thank you very much for that, David. That's really interesting. Isn't it? I guess it's like the sun in Liverpool, only not really. Uh, it's a very fatuous uh, comparison to make. Look, I'm going to stop there because, well, I've got therapy in 10 minutes. Uh, thank you very much for your company. <laughs> it's fine. I really enjoy it. Uh, have a great weekend. I'll be back, uh, I think, on Monday, probably. Um, in the meantime, it's at Not Today Pod on the Twitter. Not Today at Swanburst.com if you want to email and um, you yeah, just hurl a brick through my window. Bye! This has been a Swanburst Media production. 